the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Market is winding down the year with an end-of-the-year rally. That looks to continue today because a reading on wholesale inflation also fell following yesterday's consumer price inflation that was looking lovely on a year-over-year and slowing down on a month-over-month basis. Retail sales fall less than forecast in October. That's a big story of the day. Producer prices slide in the biggest drop since 2020. You're seeing the NASDAQ, the S&P, the Dow, and the Russell all start the day higher of note. In the first 30 minutes, they've started to pull back after yesterday's big rally. Let's talk about what this means. Let's talk about what we're seeing and why. Let's talk about the economy. We'll hit some investment ideas, some research as well as some good old hints, tips, and tricks today. NASDAQ was up 2.3% yesterday. The S&P 500 up 1.9%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.4%. The 10-year Treasury fell under 4.5% on that weaker-than-expected CPI number. Home Depot was a big winner yesterday, showing you that retail is not completely dead or dying as fast as expected. But they are all saying the same thing. It's slowing. Today, San Francisco plays host to the high-stakes U.S.-China schmoozing. World leaders have been training their um, teams in preparation for the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation, also known as the APEC, the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation, the APEC Summit in San Francisco. Will we get anything that goes down? China's economic pains could make Xi more inclined to defrost its relationship with the United States. China has come out of the pandemic uh, not well. Not well and not firing on all cylinders. United States, we seemed to have saved up a lot of our money that the government gave out. And we've been spending it since we've come out of the pandemic. Keep in mind, people are still getting COVID, but we talk less about that this year, which is probably the way it should be. Inflation is cool. Is the other side of the pillow. Consumer price index slowed to a cooler than expected 3.2% year over year, down from 3.7% in September. We're getting to where we want to get, somewhere between 2 and 4%. The Fed says 2%. But we're in the range of, of this is acceptable. More than two-thirds of the House voted in support of new Speaker Mike Johnson's unique two-step plan to fund the government for the next few months. Johnson needed Democrats' help since the GOP's right-wing Freedom Caucus which helped orchestrate the ouster of previous Speaker Kevin McCarthy, came out against the bill for not including spending cuts. So maybe that's one 
less stress to think about coming at the end of this week. Google CEO Sundar Pichai took the stand in an antitrust trial. He is part of the Fortnite Epic Games lawsuit against Google. Epic alleges that Google created an illegal monopoly on Android devices by stifling competition and forcing developers to pay artificial fees dubbed Google tax. Google says it's just good at business and can't have an app store monopoly because it competes with Apple. Interesting. It's kind of what Apple said. Elsewhere in the world of stories out there today, um, Wall Street is expecting smaller bonuses this holiday for the bankers. They're expected to see bonuses fall 10 to 20 percent. It's been a tough year on deals. SpaceX will receive clearance this week to launch its next Starship rocket. CEO Elon Musk said YouTube announced it will begin cracking down on AI generated deep fakes of musicians. That's going to be interesting. Um, I saw that. I think it was Warner Music is putting together a biopic film on obviously a, a deceased musician and they're using AI to create her voice. Um, kind of neat. Kind of a neat idea. <laughs> but also kind of cringy when you start thinking about you know who's getting paid and who's not doing extra work. So that's out there. Today's Wednesday. Wow. Um, I'll have on Patrick O'Hare today. Big gain in Target following its better-than-expected earnings report. That's up 15% today. Some pleasing retail sales and industrial production data out of China. The House passing the, passing the continuing resolution is that funds government agencies through January 19th and others through February 2nd. The positive there, in my opinion, is we can do holiday travel without thinking about air traffic controllers. Uh, being disgruntled, not being getting paid. I just even saying that out loud just sounds wrong, right? Fidelity rolls out a new suite of ETFs and slashes fees. This is good for the average consumer. Fidelity launched a group of six new exchange traded funds on Monday. And they announced sharp reductions of managed fees on nearly a third of its ETF lineup. The lower cost you pay, the better for your investment results. Fidelity's ETF conversions include funds focused on large-cap growth, value, core portfolios, as well as mid-cap stock values, international as well. The Fidelity products offer fees of 18 basis points to 28 basis points, compared with the average fee of around 63 basis points for actively managed ETFs. Yeah, part of your results long-term are going to be tied towards how much you pay for your product. With that being said, um, you have to be aware of your costs. I think it's uh, worthy of note. So take a look at the markets. They are all in the green today, all of them being the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000. Crude oil is a little bit lower today. Berkshire Hathaway is making a new bet. When I say that, you should perk up and listen. What are they betting on? What are they getting exposure to? They've sold shares of General Motors, Johnson & Johnson, and Procter and & Gamble. They put an $8 million bet on Major League Baseball. The Atlanta Braves, which you could own a piece of by owning what's called BATRA. That's the holding company for the team that finished the recent baseball season with the league's best record. 
The Atlanta Braves last won the World Series in 2021. The Braves split from its old parent company, Liberty Media, last July. If you think baseball teams and football teams only go up in value, maybe this is your play. Ticker symbol is B-A-T-R-A. Berkshire also picked up some new shares in stock of Liberty. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty Media. Um, they're in the third quarter as well as broadcasting company Sirius XM Holdings. Liberty proposed merger with Sirius. Satellite. Buffett has long time had an affinity for baseball, citing his admiration for the hitting of Boston Red Sox great Ted Williams, the last player to hit over 400. At one time, he owned a minority stake in a team that plays in Omaha. I don't think that's the case anymore. But uh, interesting. Trying to see what Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway likes is not a bad idea. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Later today, I'm going to be opening a new web page for signups for a webinar in December. More on that soon. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. BlackRock is a company that I think you should be aware of if you're going to be working in the stock market, investing in the stock market, investing in your 401k. BlackRock recently published some research about the Magnificent Seven stocks in the SP 500 that have some investors expecting if they're well exposed to all the thematic growth areas that they should be. Um, thematic growth could be things like Mexico. They've got a young workforce, which typically is a great way to find an area of the world to invest in. Neuroscience. Cybersecurity, India, biotech, semiconductors, robotics, and AI. Those are all thematic exposures. How much should you have to any one of those? It's really tough to say. I'd probably say no more than 5%. Only one and a half percent of the average robotics and AI allocation is coming from firms with high sensitivity to the theme. The rest comes from the U.S.-based mega-cap firms in the uh, technology and communication services sector. So a lot of people think they're getting exposure, but it's really the S&P 500 that's getting them the exposure uh, from the theme to the, the broader index. If you want to look into Mexico and India, um, I can make a case for both of those. Um, as far as long-term investment themes at this point, in the last three years, Mexico as a country has moved from $42 to $62 a share. The ticker symbol is EWW. Now, again, you have to do a lot more work than just that. You can't say Rob talked about Mexico and its young workforce. They're changing the shape of their supply chains around the world with economic partnerships to the big uh, tech companies. Mexico recently became the biggest trade partner of the United States, surpassing China and Canada. If you take a look at India as a country, again, very similar themes. Young workforce, well-educated workforce. In the last three years, India has gone from $36 a share to $45 a share. 
Ticker symbol is INDA, INDA. Um, there's also another way of playing uh, each of these, but you could, you know, you're gonna have to do some research yourself on looking for different country indexes. You've heard about international investing hasn't been working, but clearly it's been working in India and Mexico. You're starting to see tariff removal between the United States and India. That's very appealing from a demographic standpoint. Large, young population that's significantly educated, particularly in tech. BlackRock says the demographics are at an inflection point as we hit the peak. Uh, the largest number of people ever reaching traditional retirement age and historical reversal, wherein the proportion of Americans age 65 and older exceeds children under 15 for the first time. So... Investing in the United States may not be as attractive as investing in younger countries like India and Mexico. Pretty interesting, huh? Hope you find that interesting. In the next segment, I'm going to be talking to Patrick O'Hare. So I don't want to waste all my content. Um, I want to save some of the market commentary out for him. But we have a follow through uh, momentum after the post CPI rally. And today, producer price index also showed deflation. That's positive if you want the Fed to stop raising interest rates. There's been a strong response to targets better than expected earnings report. Most everything's working except for energy and some technology. Steve Jobs said something interesting that in his final days before his death, he wanted my kids. He said, he, I wanted my kids to know me. I wasn't always there for them. And I wanted to know why and understand what I did. He had a very problematic relationship with a daughter that he, uh, is a daughter out of wedlock? A uh, daughter that he didn't acknowledge is probably the best way of saying that. Initially diagnosed with cancer in 2003, he delayed surgery, a decision he later regret, regretted. Jobs found the idea of surgery too invasive and opted for alternative treatments like acupuncture, dietary supplements, and juices. The cancer, a neuroendocrine islet tumor, was discovered during a CT scan for kidney stones. That form of cancer was amongst the 5% that are the slow-growing and potentially curable. Jobs' initial refusal of surgery complicated his condition. Get to know your kids, ladies and gentlemen. One of the greatest entrepreneurs in United States history regrets not knowing his kids better. Why that? Pretty interesting. Tyson Foods shares are, are down. You could buy food. You know how we're talking about themes? Got to eat, right? Tyson Foods on Monday said their forecast revenue for the next fiscal year below Wall Street estimates after the fourth quarter sales missed expectations due to falling chicken and pork prices. That's good for we, the consumer, not good for they, the business. Retail sales fell less than expected. Expected in October as U.S. consumers defy expectations again. Retail sales um, reiterates to me that the American consumer remains in better shape than many economists have projected. If you exclude gas, sales increased one tenth of a percent below expectations. September sales were revised up to nine tenths of a percent from a previously reported seven tenths of a percent increase. The consumer spending. I don't want to say that's positive or negative. 
uh, positive for the economy. And if the economy is positive, that helps the stock market potentially be positive. But are we spending too much on credit is the negative. The tough housing market is luring buyers. Listen to this. Yesterday, I told you that first home uh, buyers, first time homeowners, uh, the rate is double women to men. And the average age is 38 for the first time homeowner being a woman. And the average age for a man is 33. But twice as many women are buying homes as men. Now we're also learning that a survey from Fannie Mae found 85% of Americans think it's a bad time to buy a house. Some people are still taking the plunge. First-time buyers accounted for nearly a third of home sales during the first 12 months of the year. A record 70% of all buyers didn't have children under 18 living at home. Let me repeat that one. A record 70% of all buyers this year don't have a child under 18 living at home. It's the dinks, the dual income, no kids that are buying homes. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Coming up, we're going to have Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com talk about current market conditions and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Going to announce an event later today, a webinar for the month of December. You can sign up for the newsletter and get the, the headlines as they break by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So bad news. Our regularly scheduled guest, Patrick O'Hare, just dropped me a late email saying he won't be available today or next week. That's unfortunate because he's such a gift to the show, in my opinion. Really well-spoken market commentary. Uh, he's been on the conservative side of the data, uh, whereas I tend to be on the hopeful side of the data. I think it's very important to have both. He is fully invested. He's just a little more cautious. I think that sums things up pretty much so on an interesting level. Um, some stories of the day. Um Shopping app Flip tries to popularize social commerce with referral giveaways. You're seeing a lot of this. A fast-growing app has climbed the App Store charts recently, becoming a top 10 shopping app. If Amazon and TikTok had a baby, it might be called Flip. Social shopping platform features a TikTok-like feed dedicated to product reviews by regular users, plus a shopping tab. Flip launched in 2019, but its recent growth has been fueled by generous referral credits. The more contacts you have on Flip, the more money you can get when someone refers you. Sometimes it's as much as $130 in discounts. So engagements to pay. So use an app, get paid to use it. Um, there's some other examples of super apps out there like Tencent's WeChat and Pinduoduo. Um, Meta has scaled back its social commerce push, including removing Instagram shop tab. Uh, ByteDance launched a TikTok shop in the U.S., but results have been meh so far. Last week, Amazon announced it was partnering with Meta to let customers shop from Instagram and Facebook ads. Traction doesn't always equal retention. Some other stories out there that are kind of fun. So that's a shopping app, if you want to check it out, called Flip. 
Um, it's got a lot of products that people use. So, but not me. Not a big shopper. Um, other stories out there. Starbucks workers united said thousands of employees would strike tomorrow on red cup day when it gives out reusable holiday cups, a difficult shift for workers. The union says Starbucks hasn't negotiated with its 360 plus union stores. They're a union that hasn't made any traction yet. Like the UAW has with the big three automakers. Uber said it plans to test a service that'll let users hire people for small tasks like laundry and lawn mowing. It's the latest move beyond ride hailing for Uber, which recently rolled out package returns. Where if you have a package from Amazon that you need to return, they'll come pick it up and drop it off at UPS for you. I don't know. Do you want someone from Uber to be mowing your yard? That's kind of a goofy one, right? A little bit. You got to stick with me on that one. That's a little bit on the goofy side. I was looking at pre-packaged or pre-made Thanksgiving dinners. They really differ like golden clay. Denny's is offering their turkey and dressing dinner bundle. Um, I think the most famous ones are Popeye's where you can get the uh, fried turkey for $99 Cajun style. Bob Evans, they've got deals that run from $79 to $159. That doesn't sound too bad, right? Hello Fresh says, forget the stress, we'll do it for you. Turkey entree option um, costs $19.99 per person. Uh, if you want beef tenderloin, that's going to be up to $26.99. The one that kind of t- shook me a little bit was um, Trader Joe's is a, a decent deal. Uh, so fully cooked half turkey breast, prepared cornbread stuffing, gravy, of course. Um, which they call dravy for some reason, but um, Whole Foods is expensive. Holy mackerel! Whole Foods, known for its natural and organic food options, their prices range from thirty nine ninety nine to five hundred and thirty nine dollars for a Thanksgiving extravaganza that feeds twelve people. Five hundred thirty nine dollars is an expensive meal for twelve people. Just throwing that down there for you. I get it. Um, considering turkey's cheap, all things considered, right? Target has an option that's under $25. Obviously, Walmart's in the business as well. So lots of options, lots of options. Lots. Of, uh, uh, so for Walmart, if you were to compare them with Whole Foods, Walmart's doing $107 to $200 for a meal for between two people to eight people. $107 to $200, $200 for eight people. Whole Foods uh, has a $539 option for 12 people. Ouch. Gas prices are falling just in time for the holiday travel season, which is nice. What states have the lowest gas? Texas at $279. Mississippi, $284. A gallon. Georgia, $284. Uh, states with the highest, most expensive gas. California's number one. Yay. $5.05 per gallon. Why is it four seventy three in Washington State's at four forty nine? Um, not a good thing for California gas prices. No. 
Krispy Kreme and McDonald's are in talks to sell more donuts to their fast food chains locations after a Kentucky-based test went well. I don't know about you, but the first time you ever have a Krispy Kreme donut, it's kind of heavenly. And then if you try to eat two, it's kind of gross. What's the outstanding credit card balance for a consumer in the third quarter of 2023? Is it $5,623? Is it $6,088? Is it $7,120? Or is it $8,900 even? What's the outstanding credit card balance on average for the consumer in the third quarter of 2023? That number is $6,088. That's too much. When you're paying between 20% and 33%, some of those store cards are at 33, 34%. The 6,088 average balance that we're carrying is up 11.2% year over year. That's undoable. We can't keep saying that year over year. What percentage of credit card applications were driven by third party? Comparison sites like Credit Karma or Nerd Wallet, was it A, 17%, B, 20%, C, 25%, or D, 28%? Third party sites. I use Credit Karma. Um, I know Nerd Wallet, but I have Credit Karma on my phone just to keep an eye on my credit scores and see if anyone's opening credit in my name. It acts as a little bit of protection if you think about it. Um, the answer is 20%. So when you're comparing credit cards, which is good for you, good for you for doing, uh, you're seeing what offers credit karma or nerd wallet can show you nerd wallet does a really nice job of showing you the points that you can get, whether it's cash back or points for flights, points for hotels. So I've used nerd wallet in the past or even this show just to you know find, uh, some topics to talk about. So those are some of your quizzes of the day. Of note, uh, General Motors union workers appear poised to vote down the record UAW deal. I don't know why. I don't follow the strikes in depth. A rejection of the deal would prolong a historically contentious round of negotiations between the UAW and Detroit Auto Workers. So they appear close to voting it down. Interesting, right? You didn't see that one coming. Trump has requested a mistrial in the $250 million New York business fraud case. A lot of people thought that it looked like it was going to be a settlement, uh, which I don't know why a lot of people thought that, but a couple court reporters came out and said that could be happening, but nope. Um, it's the mistrial of the $250 million New York business fraud case. That's what his attorneys are requesting. This is breaking news. Obviously, we'll check back later for a little bit more information. Wholesale prices fell one half of 1% in October for the biggest monthly drop since April of 2020. That's a big number. The producer price index declining. Biggest monthly decline since April 2020 when we started having supply chain goofs when we start to having pandemic related problems snafus i guess that's maybe one of the you can't say this because my mom died of covid but 
which was worse, the human toll of COVID in our lives or the economic toll of COVID and inflation in our lives? If you're the average American worker to the lower income brackets, you'd probably say inflation. Or I could see you making a case for it. Some 80% of the drop in good prices came from the 15% tumble in gasoline prices, which could go right back up if tensions continue in Israel and uh, the Palestinians with Hamas. Uh, So... So far contained, historically, we've contained it in the last 20 years, tensions in the Middle East. But that doesn't mean that there's not a flare up around the corner that could send oil and gas prices higher. Follow through momentum following the post CPI rally yesterday. Consumer prices and producer prices are doing what we want them to. They're tempering and moving lower. Still some selling in NVIDIA and Amazon and meta platforms after they've had big run-ups. So not a mixed market, but stuff to keep an eye on. It's fun. It's a good time. End of the year rally. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Follow through momentum after the post-CPI rally yesterday. It's kind of what we've been waiting for. The proof that the Fed should be done, but it's never going to be proof that they are done, right? Doesn't work like that, unfortunately, which kind of stinks. But the CPI, the consumer prices that we pay, saw a, a dampening effect on month over month. And on a year-over-year level, same thing with producer prices. And some of the revisions have been on the positive for deflation. Um, so that rally is there, and it's, it's, it's real. I expect the Fed to – not I expect. My reporting suggests the Fed will cut interest rates in the first half of 2024 versus the last half of 2024. With that, that will stimulate the economy somewhat. Now, keep in mind, when the Fed had interest rates at near zero two years ago, it was problematic. Anytime the interest rate on the 10 years under 3.5%, 3%, it's telling you the economy is struggling. So keeping with this theme, anytime the 10-year Treasury is at 4.5%, it's telling you the economy is doing really well. Now, as we're starting to slow and we're seeing that um, from companies like Target saying, hey, earnings were great, but sales fell. We're seeing that pretty consistently. Home Depot said, yeah, we're doing good, but we're seeing some slowing on big ticket purchases. So the 10-year treasury probably doesn't belong at 5%, which it was at a month ago. It's very tough for the Wall Street to work because saving is an attractive option. So now that the 10-year Treasury is at 4.5% reacting to the news on the weakening PPI and CPI numbers, that suggests the Fed could probably lower interest rates in the first half of next year, maybe once, twice, three times, to try to find the right level. 5% was too high. It slowed down investing. It slowed down the economy. 
it slowed down mortgage refinancing for mortgage originations. So we're, we're looking for the, I'm thinking, historically speaking, knock on wood, that when the Fed starts cutting interest rates, the market tends to rally. Now, keep in mind, the stock market looks six months in the future. So the rally we're seeing today, in my opinion, it's old broker virus, we're taking action, and any stocks mentioned on the show, um, is implying that the next leg of the bull market's on the way right now. It's starting. Now, again, that could be derailed by anything, Israel and Hamas. It could be derailed by um, high price of oil. It could be derailed by a contentious election season. If you think Trump's going to win, you'd probably say something about taxes. You'd probably say stuff about deficits. If you think Biden's going to win, you'd probably say something about taxes. You'd probably say stuff about deficits. Neither one of them are going to cut Social Security. And that's the big, you know, the big turkey on the table, so to speak. So the 10-year Treasury sits at 4.5%. And again, stocks are rallying um, at the open. Target is soaring. It's nice to see an up market. It's not the end-all, be-all for me. Um, Target saying that consumers are basically still alive. There haven't been any high theft, high-profile thefts. There hasn't been any backlash against the LGBTQ community and Target products that they're selling. Target CEO Brian Cornell pointed to a resilient consumer managing to endure numerous financial headwinds from student loan repayments to nagging inflation. So I believe the next leg of the bull market has started, but can it be derailed? The answer is always yes. Will it be derailed? I don't know. Um, Taking a look, because again, it's the things that you never expect. Like the markets were humming along and then pandemic hit. And like, oh, didn't expect that one, did we? Guy named Michael Burry. He's the famous uh, subprime shorter. He shorted the subprime mortgage markets back in 2008. The movie... Uh, the Big Short was based on him. He <laughs> closed out his bets on shorting the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ in the third quarter. He was right. The NASDAQ and the S&P 500 got ahead of themselves in the first seven months of the year. So now he's moving on to his next short. And he announced that yesterday. It's semiconductors. So he bought put positions on the S&P 500 ETF SPY and the Invesco QQQ Trust, which tracks the NASDAQ 100. These bearish bets amount to more than about $1.6 billion. Um, the question is, will he be right this time uh, on semiconductors? Think of NVIDIA. Think of Intel. Having pretty good years, for sure. Are they ahead of themselves? You get into some other companies that certainly are, uh, but that NVIDIA short would be a tough one. So he's not he's not shorting NVIDIA. He's, he's shorting the semiconductor index, the SOX in particular. So I guess keep an eye on that if you're fascinated by can history continue to repeat itself. If you put $1,000 into Microsoft 20 years ago, what do you think you'd have today? 
I always like little blurbs like this. $1,000 into Microsoft. Generated a total return of 57,730%. Uh, crushing the S&P 500, which was up 1,900% in that same period of time. 57,000% to 1,900%. Microsoft has generated $1.9 trillion in wealth for shareholders. It's averaged an annual weighted return of 19.2%. $1,000 would have got you $22,000 plus. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, X, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Got some big announcements coming up at robblackshow.com today. Check it out, robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.